The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and my co-host, certified financial planner, Bubba Labus with you on this portion of the show brought to you by Cooley and Labus Financial Advisors, where your personal financial plan is the key. So Bubba, do people think about money, possessions, assets differently? Like uh, age groups, uh, do uh, the retired people, do the generation, you know, the greatest generation, do they think about it differently than millennials or generation Ys and Zs? Ab- absolutely they do. Um, and, it, and it goes back to their experience that they've had with, with money throughout their lifetime now thinking about money at all does that make you materialistic materialistic no it doesn't huh huh obsessing about money might do that oh there's a difference between thinking about Mm -hmm. it at all or responsibly Mm -hmm. and obsessing about it Mm -hmm. do you think many people think that if you think about it at all you're obsessing because I've been in Sunday school classes where people are like, I yeah. don't think about money. That's materialistic. And I'm like, what? Well, then how do you plan for retirement and goals and, and education and all these other things that you need to do? So I was in this class one time. Yeah. I don't think it was a Sunday school class. It may have been a college class I was teaching. And somebody said that. You know, I think mm-hmm. it's materialistic if you think about it. And and somebody said, well, if you, 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 are, you, are you obsessing on soap if you take a bath? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I'm uh, I'm in the process of refinancing my house, and mm-hmm. I, I spent about thirty minutes yesterday, which I think is pretty good, thinking mm-hmm. about my finances. Yeah. Right. And how much I need to pay on my note, and how much mm-hmm. you know if I want to pay it off in ten years, what I've got to pay, mm-hmm. and all this, mm-hmm. and then what I want to take the difference in that, and and spend uh, or or put in into savings and investments and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, my, a lot of people I hear sometimes, you know, how the, the, the cobbler's kid gets, uh, gets no shoes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. I don't want to be the financial advisor that doesn't have a will that doesn't have well, disability we insurance. Yesterday, didn't we? We did. Mm-hmm. A certain financial advisor we knew, right? not in this part of the, or of the state or right. whatever, but passed away mm-hmm. and their affairs weren't in order. We're not in order. Yep. And you don't want to be that person. I don't. I, I'm not going to be that person. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You know, it, it's kind of like, you know, going to a buffet and mm-hmm. saying, you know, I'm going to eat responsibly here, but I'm not going to be that guy sitting mm-hmm. in the corner over there who weighs 600 pounds who has seven plates. Yeah. Just raking it in. I think I can control myself. A mm-hmm. couple plates is enough. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You can do this. You can think about this responsibly and not obsess on it and be materialistic. I, I would even go as far as to say that it's irresponsible not to think oh, about it. Oh, preach it, dude. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I think you are exactly right. Today we are uh, privileged to have with us uh, our uh, intern at the office, uh, Jackson Bailey. Jackson, it's great to have you with us. 
And now you're of a different generation than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can, I it's object. It, it's Jackson's obvious. over there saying for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's obvious when you look at our hairline, huh? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, Jackson, uh, you uh, obviously you're a uh, an intern at a financial advisor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about money, possessions, assets a little bit. I do, but it's more about the future for me. Okay. Uh, very many people in your generation want to talk about this? Not usually. It's really? not, we, we want to talk about the here and now a lot of times. But. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which means, uh, well, where am I going for lunch? Where am I going for dinner? Uh, how can I get my dad to get me a better car? Right. And then you hear the whole, I got $25 in my bank account. Can you spot me something a lot? But, <laughs> there you mm-hmm. go. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. So you're thinking about the future. What do you, tell me what you're thinking about the future. Family, career, mm-hmm. how house. Yeah. How to afford all live. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of career you're going to have so that you can make enough to have the family in the house. and Right. And then with that, shorter term college, mm-hmm. how I'm going to get that paid for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe yeah. the reason why we have Jackson as an intern as opposed to somebody else. Well, that's true because yeah. he is, is thinking about this. Right. We've had yeah. others that we interviewed for your position, Jackson. Yeah. That, uh, you know, they, they couldn't remember where, you know, their debit card was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just to have some thought about it is, is responsible, right? I would agree. Okay. All right. But on the other hand, to think about it too much is obsessing, mm-hmm. is materialistic, is probably not healthy. Um, so whether you're from that generation, this generation, the new generation, the young generation, or an old gener- older gener- generation, we need to be thinking about this some. And so my question before we go into the break is what level is responsible? What is the level that we need to be thinking about these things at, at to be responsible toward it? I think I've got a perfect answer for that. Answer for that. Ooh. Maybe when we come back for the break. Yeah, yeah. We need to tease them going right. into the break, right? So hang in there with us. Uh, after this break, we're going to talk about the level of financial responsibility that you need to have here at the Advisors Roundtable on Supertop. Roundtable, certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show. Brought to you by Bailey Williams Realty, specialist in residential and commercial sales and leasing. Find them at CorinthHomes.com. And today we have with us as our guest, our intern from the office, uh, Jackson Bailey. And so, Bubba, uh, I w- was asking you and Jackson beforehand, what's the right level of uh, financial consideration I need to devote to all this uh, without being materialistic and without obsessing, but also to be responsible? Okay, so th- this is going to sound a little bit funny and and maybe even a little bit condescending, <clears throat> but we've had shows on this in the past, and yeah. we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. People spend more time planning their vacation than they do their finances. You're exactly right. Uh, yeah. uh, on a time basis, right? Yeah. yeah. People spend more time looking at their hotel, airplane flights, yeah. what you're going to do on vacation, where you're going to go eat, all yeah. these other things yeah. Yeah. than they do in, on an annual basis planning their finances and the, their future. Yeah. yeah. So what I'm saying is spend half the amount of time that you would spend planning your vacation on your finances, and it's probably sufficient. 
All right. So let's go back to that. If we're going to use that as our barometer, as as our metric here. All right. So uh, when you go on vacation, I'm talking about not a quick weekend away, you Mm -hmm. and your wife or whatever, but I'm talking about a real five to 10 to 15 day vacation where you're going to go away. I wish I had a 15 day vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Never had one, but I I know people who have 30 days. So I was splitting the difference there. So how let's much, say a week long vacation, week long right? vacation. How, how, how much time Jackson, when your parents do something like this, you're going to go out West, you're going to go to the mountains, go to the mm-hmm. beach, whatever. How much time do you think your mom and dad actually talk about? You hear them talking around the dinner table and, you know, while your dad's getting his morning coffee or whatever. Probably up to a couple months in advance, but I mean, they spend a good bit of time. Uh, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Just how much money we have, do. how much yep. time we have, how your dad's going to get away from the office. Mm-hmm. Are we taking the kids? <laughs> Where are we going to go? What are we going to do? Yeah. Huh? Where are we going to eat? Lots of phone calls with hotels. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. A lot of time on the interwebs looking mm-hmm. at uh, who has the better pricing. Oh, yeah. Air, airline flights, if that factors into it. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So do we have to buy tickets beforehand? Do we have to schedule mm-hmm. tours? Are we going to have to get things to, you know, mm-hmm. concerts? What, what are right. we going to do there? Do we need transportation from this facility to that one? So on and off, I would say for an average seven-day vacation, five to seven-day vacation. You start a couple months what? ahead of time. Ten total hours? Probably. It's probably more than that, but I'm going to say ten total hours, getting everything lined up that, that you need for a family to go, right? Yeah. I mean, by the time you use a little bit of the kid's time, because you get mm-hmm. their input, by the time you use a little bit of the spouse's time, because, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about it, and then whoever's going to be the coordinator, mm-hmm. you know, in your family, Jackson, does mom or dad sit down at the computer and put all this together? Really, both of them. Really? A lot of times, mom at first, and then dad will go finalize. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you got to, you know, well, what can you do in Charleston? Mm-hmm. You look at, you know, all that. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you get to Charleston? And, you know, who's going to, and then and somebody's got to make the actual reservations. Mm-hmm. So 10 hours. I, I, I'm just throwing a number out there, but 10 hours, right? Yeah. And I said, half of that needs to be spent managing your finances. All right. Now we're going to spend. And your future. All right. We're going to spend, are we talking on a yearly basis? Here? On a yearly basis. Yeah. Cause you do a vacation every year or so, yeah. right? So we're talking about, you know, we're looking at and reviewing your finances, your goals, et cetera, et cetera, maybe for an hour each quarter okay. and maybe another hour with a financial advisor yeah. or an attorney or your, your CPA, CPA or whoever yeah. it may be. Now, most people are familiar with mm-hmm. getting all the paperwork together and having to go to see the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the the accountant. So that's probably two to four hours a year there. Right. Are, are we talking about five hours on top of that? No, that's I'm including that. Okay. All right. So probably only an hour or two or three right. that's available mm-hmm. to talk to your attorney about your will right. and about your financial mm-hmm. advice to your financial advi- advisor and your broker and your human resource people about your four hundred one k. All so let let's look at the attorney aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Once you have a will, you're not really going to do much with that other than maybe review it with your financial advisor every couple of years just to make sure that nothing's changed. So on the front end, I'm probably going to have to put in five to ten hours. On the front end, yeah, maybe anywhere between one and five hours. To get the will done To get the will done initially. Okay. But then after that, you're probably good for the next five to ten years. Okay. Maybe even longer than that. 
Okay. Right? Based on personal circumstances. Right. Okay. Let's talk about a CPA. You go meet with your CPA. Mm. Sure, the initial meeting is going to be pretty in-depth. They're going to talk to you about all all the things that you have going on in your financial life, what forms you typically mm. file, all mm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, you know, it's it's really just a matter of getting information to them. And so as it comes in the mail, times, yeah. you have four or five files. Yeah. Hopefully you're, you're disorganized. Right. You know, she says, keep up with everything you do for uh, mm-hmm. this kind of expense and that kind of expense and this giving and that sort of thing. And put all of the 1099s and W-2s. And so you're going right. to, after you've done it a few times, mm-hmm. hopefully you've learned and you know what kind of stuff you keep. And so you walk in with five or six files, leave it at the desk, and say, I'll be mm-hmm. back in a week. Right. Huh? Let's talk about your insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Your insurance agent you go to and you say, hey, uh, you know, I've got these three or four car policies. I've got this house policy. I've got an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere that you see any gaps? Mm-hmm. You know, that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. their job. Let mm-hmm. them do their job. Mm-hmm. Are there any gaps that you see? Am I undercovered? Am I overcovered? And you ought to do this at least once every five years? At, at least once every five years. And that takes an hour or two. Maybe an hour. Okay. It's not going to take that long. Okay. Because, again, I mean, you've, you've hired these professionals to do the work for you in most instances, right? Uh-huh. So let them do their job. All right. So, so far you've worked through CPA, attorney, right. insurance person, mm-hmm. right? Do you think many people spend this much time? doing this or they think they, they they don't think they do but they really do well i think that they they spend this much time but they don't really put a pencil to it right yeah or coordinate right and when we talk about managing your finances you know there's so much more to it than you know what stock am i going to buy today uh-huh. you know or uh how much do i need to save in order to send my child to college uh-huh uh, there, there are so many different pieces of the pie that go together to make that thing taste good. Yep. And it, and it, you know, it can be an attorney, it can be a CPA, it can be an insurance agent, it can be a real estate agent, it can be, you know, probably your physician too. Oh. And I say that to, because, you know, God forbid you come down with some kind of disease, and if you could have prevented that disease, that's a big financial. Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's one of the conversations mm-hmm. we have with people. You know, uh, Jackson, I know you, you're back there at your desk in, in the office, and, and you hear us, you know, have people come in, and we close mm-hmm. the door and go in there with them. And, you know, we uh, uh, start talking about all these different issues, and we get to, you know, how you doing physically. And we have people look at us with this kind of blank look on their, on their face. Well, why are you asking that? Yeah. What do you need to know that for? Yeah. You know, and we're saying, well, you know, if you take a whole lot of maintenance drugs, that's expensive. And over time, we're probably going to need to budget for that. And are there a few things you could do in your life? If we could help you take some stress off your life, could we drop Could we drop one or two of those medications? Or longevity planning, which mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, uh, many times a, uh, a, a throw of a dart, right? Mm. Nobody knows when we're going to meet our end. Um, That's probably a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 
know, I, I, you know, I may, I may live on the edge mm-hmm. every way in my life until I get to that, you know, 2064 when that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the psychic told me I was going to, and then all of a right. sudden I start being mm-hmm. a good citizen. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huh? Or like Billy, Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I shall finish the game. Yeah, there <laughs> you, know? you go. There, right there, you go. And, and so there are a number of things involved in them. And, and the question uh, that we posed was, how much is the right amount? Mm-hmm. Probably five to ten hours a yeah. year is the right amount. Getting back to that longevity question, the the reason we're so focused on that is, um, you know, we talk about income during people's retirements. Right. And how long will that income last and to what degree uh, or what probability will that uh, income last during their retirement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they live an extra 20 years beyond what we anticipated, that can put an incredible stress on their overall investments and that sort of thing. Right. Uh, can it ever? Yeah. Of course, now they may have the opinion that if anything's left over when they die, then, you know, they miscalculated. <laughs> And I've heard that before too. Yeah, 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 yeah. But longevity planning is is, is uh, a very key component of what we do. Yeah. Because I don't know um, what would be worse. Um, would it be worse to be retired and run out of money mm-hmm. and have to go back to work or drastically change your lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Or would it be better to have uh, a cushion? And maybe die early and then leave a legacy to your family. Yeah, so basically you're asking me, when does the pain need to occur? Right. Mm-hmm. Do I need to experience a little bit of pain now by controlling myself and thinking about these things in the right way, right. the right manner, mm-hmm. not too much to obsess, but responsibly, or just to heck with it and have the possibility of having the pain later? Right. Kind of like the pay me now or pay me later mm-hmm. sort of yeah. uh, concept. Well, I thought it was good for us to get that out there about what the right amount of consideration financial planning needs to have in your life. But coming back from... I'd say five hours. Yeah. Uh, for the average individual, five hours is probably going to be sufficient. And and not that you're judging by other folks, but going to be about... Four hours and 58 minutes more than what the average individual out there does. I think you're right. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about how to do this without you missing a Netflix show. Okay. (laughs) Here on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, here with you on this portion of the show. Brought to you by Penn Majors, your local State Farm agent. Because life happens, Penn Majors and State Farm. Also here with us today is our intern at the office, uh, Mr. Jackson Bailey. And Jackson, uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about our conversation that we've had so far today about how much, um, how, how much time, how much consideration financial planning ought to take, and you know, folk of your generation um, and uh, your age group. Um, do you have many people talking about this in your age group Do you, where you hear enough to be convinced that they're doing some of this, that they're considering putting in the time? I hear a lot about 
like like I said earlier, the here and now, people talking about their hours at work and what money they have in their account that they can spend right now. But no, I don't hear a lot about planning. All right. Do you think it's because we haven't taught well that we, uh, you know, those of us who are, who are older, the parents and grandparents, we haven't brought it up and convinced you it's important? I mean, uh, you know, somebody convinces you it's important to learn how to drive a car, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I heard a whole lot about uh, planning for the future when I was a kid. I think it's a, I think it's an age thing. Okay. Partially. All right. Uh, an age thing for those of us who are supposed to be teaching you or an age thing for you guys and how busy you are with other things and you're not thinking about it. Well, why not both? Yeah. Disconnect there with the generation. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I-, I think, you know, somewhere around you get about 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. We start giving you responsibilities, and then mm-hmm. we just kind of automatically think you're going to pick up on this one, too. Definitely. I, I, I think that's true for sure. Yeah. Uh, so would you tell us if we were doing this and we were doing this well as parents and grandparents, we ought to address it differently? Uh, I think I think kids are concerned about the wrong things a lot of times because it's not as talked about, so just addressed more often and more specifically. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. Bring it up in the house. Conversations mm-hmm. about taxes and conversations about. Just, so it's not a taboo subject. You know what? I guess it is. I guess parents mm-hmm. don't like to talk about that to their kids, but I don't <laughs> think it should be that way necessarily. Well, I, I think one of the reasons that maybe we don't want to talk about it is that we don't want to come across in that first point I made earlier mm-hmm. in the show as being materialistic. Right. And this needs to be, you know, uh, one of the things you're preoccupied with, boy. You know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But on the other hand, maybe none of us have been taught how to bring it up, how mm-hmm. to share it, how to keep the lines of communication open, how to have four or five things, you know, that I check off on the to-do list before I mm-hmm. send my kid to college. He or she know, needs to know how to do these things. Um, I, I, I think we need to be more conscious of it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, Bubba, if we're going to be more conscious and, and we're going to... Uh, well, getting back to that conversation, though, that you, that you have. Yeah. I How think, do you have it? Well, I, I think, number number one, the reason why a lot of folks probably don't have that is because it exposes vulnerabilities. Mm. Right? So, if, if I'm a parent and I have credit card debt and I have, you know, loans and, and mm-hmm. this and that and what have you. And I'm, you know, barely making ends meet, which happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you try to protect your children in such a way that they don't have to worry about those things. Uh, right. Yeah. But how much of that protection is actually harming your child in the long run rather than having a good open conversation mm-hmm. about it? Now they don't need to know all the specifics when they're six years old. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know all the specifics when they're 16 years old. Right, right, right. But you can have general conversations about it, and you can, um, you know, I've had conversations with my children. You Mm -hmm. know, they'll come and say, Mm -hmm. you know, Dad, I want a new video game or a new Mm -hmm. bike or or whatever. And I'll say, well, go work and get some money. Mm -hmm. Pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to just dole money out to you. Just, I love you and all, but, you know, you can figure some of this out on your own, too. Gives them a little sense of work ethic, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I remember specifically one time, uh, one of my children came up and, and asked for a 
particular something. Mm. And I said, no, you know what? We're not going to do that right now. Mm. And the reason why is because we've got this other thing that we need, mm-hmm. need to pay mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. that's coming up a month from now. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, I could give an example. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. Maybe it was tires on the mm-hmm. car. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, you know, I anticipate this expense coming up, so we're not going to spend our money now. Mm-hmm. Because we have this expense. So just having a, a general conversation about things like that with children, uh, I think, would go a long, long way. Mm-hmm. I uh, got a text a few minutes ago from somebody who said they were listening and that we pointed out that people needed to spend five to ten hours uh, a year on their financial mm-hmm. plan. And they, they said, we, we think about money all the time. Mm-hmm. That's what this person yep. said. I probably f- spend five to ten hours a month. Mm-hmm thinking about my finances. The problem is I'm only thinking about the next bills and how to cover those and which Mm -hmm. one to pay and which one not to Mm -hmm. pay and how to borrow from Peter and pay Paul, but still be able to live a life. That is almost a full-time job for many of us. It is. So that's the other extreme, right? Mm -hmm. Those, uh, and, and I've known a number of folks like this, Mm -hmm. uh, who have all these different things going on and debts going on that Mm -hmm. they've got to, Mm -hmm. to shuffle money from here to pay over there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they wonder where they're going to get this next payment from Mm -hmm. all that kind of thing. So, and, and that can be stressful in and of itself. Oh yeah. And time-consuming. And very time-consuming. Yeah, and so you're yeah. doing this. Let's say you're, you're a parent, you're caught in that situation, and so you're doing this, and you're spending hours per week mm-hmm. thinking about and planning for and trying to juggle, and you really don't want to spend another hour talking to Jackson mm-hmm. about all this. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you come home, and you're like, Whoa, I got through today. I mm-hmm. think I have enough money to get through tomorrow. <laughs> I didn't have anybody calling me. Yeah, turn yeah. on Netflix. Right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so there are ways to get through that kind of handling your finances. Sure So that are. you can be in a position so you can spend the 10 mm-hmm. hours to think about the future thing. Right. But so many of us, as Jackson pointed out a minute ago, whether you're a young person or an old person, we're just thinking about today. Well, and, and whether you're a young person or an old person whether you're thinking about your finances all the time because you've got all these bills that you're trying to keep mm-hmm. up with or you're not thinking about it at all, mm-hmm. there's there's a happy place in the middle there where mm-hmm. you can get to. Yeah. But again, you know, I'd say that's where a professional comes into play. Because mm-hmm. basically we would bring you in. Mm-hmm. We would look at your present situation. Yes, we would address those, mm-hmm. but we would say we're going to spend 80% of the time now addressing today. Mm-hmm. And 20% of the time thinking about your tomorrow. Now, if you'll do this, you come back in five years, we can bump that down from 80% of the time today down to 60%. Mm-hmm. And now we can put 40% of the time and ed- effort and money into your future. And a few years from now, we bump it down because you have some successes and we target some things. You know, if you have things going on in your life that you don't like, you target them to get them out of your life, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you go to the doctor and the doctor says, hey, you know, you're you're on the verge of becoming a diabetic. You probably ought to eliminate eliminate a couple cookies. Right. Huh? So you target those and eliminate them so you eliminate a problem. But if we looked at today, I'm spending 100% of my time thinking about my finances just taking care of today. Calm down. 
Let a professional help you think about them differently so we can carve out 20% of your time for the future. I can't tell you how important that time aspect is. Is it? Is it? So starting early, like in Jackson's case, right? Mm-hmm. Almost 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Or how old are you? 20 in a month. 20 in a month. So almost 20 years old. Yeah. And he's already thinking about his future retirement, right? Yeah. 45 years down the road, yeah. right? Yeah. And if um, you do it right, we can do it in 40, buddy. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so... Um, you know, you, you, you've got the time frame associated with that. Yeah. My granddad used to tell me years ago that if you if you watch your pennies and take mm-hmm. care of your pennies, the, mm-hmm. the dollars collect themselves. And that's really what we would do. Right. Somebody comes in and they say, I'm spending 100% of my time thinking about today. Mm-hmm. We're going to back up and quit thinking about dollars. And we're going to start thinking about cents. Right. And I'm going to ask you, how much you expend, uh, uh, spending uh, a month on rent? How much are you spending a month on gasoline? How much are you spending a month on utilities? Oh, by the way, how much are you spending a month on those expensive drinks that you stop and get and you mm-hmm. got to have the latte mm-hmm. and you got to have the mocha and the cappuccino and all that stuff? Could we cut that back to three days a week? Come on, man. Huh? For your future. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I had a client one time. Uh, they didn't listen very well and... and <laughs> Only one. Well, well, this one in particular didn't listen very well. And I went through this budgeting scenario uh, with this client, and then they had a little bit of money saved away, but they were blowing through it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I looked at their budget and and got a copy of their their bank account and went through and started looking at where money was going. Mm -hmm. Um, And they had adequate income. You know, it was three four thousand dollars a month mm-hmm. and they were spending about twelve to fifteen hundred dollars a month on fast food and going out to eat and that sort of thing that's a large percentage of the take-home incredible percentage did and, they I, real, and, did and they i told them i said it? you you can't keep this up no you need to go to the grocery store and buy your groceries and eat at home yeah some right. some right yeah. I, I didn't cut it all out right but I cut out and, and, and told them that some, um, no, that, you know, they didn't listen. They, you know, um, that's one of the things that, uh, I, uh, one of my neighbors told my wife the other day that they realized about this coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic, stay at home, social distance, yeah. you know, safer at home sort of thing that they had not been going out as much mm-hmm. as they had been. And they'd been cooking and, you know, he, he laughed. He said, I realized what kind of good cook she is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how good it tastes at home, how much less expensive it right. is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'd just gotten used to because he'd gotten raises and things had happened and they'd paid off this or whatever. And they were, uh, you know, giving themselves the luxury of eating out. And so it went from just on the weekends to two or three nights in the middle of the week to every day mm-hmm. at lunch. And mm-hmm. then he would run by and say, don't worry about the breakfast this morning, darling. I don't need this, the, the cereal. I'll just pick it up on the way. Well, that picking up on the way costs money. Yeah. And then you know, he stopped and said, hey, I came back to being forced to be in the house and eating here. And now I've realized what kind of great family time it is, how much it really does ta- taste really mm-hmm. good. And I can control that. I choose what I want. And then how much am I saving? Um, and that was something that came out of left field for him. It, he had gotten used to living this other lifestyle 
and now he's surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can be surprised about a number of things in your personal budget. If you have somebody who does this every day, mm-hmm. help you think about it in the proper manner. You want to go to another break on the Advisors Roundtable. This portion of the show brought to your to you by your friendly neighborhood State Farm agent, Pan Majors. And when we come back from the break, we're going to continue to discuss with Jackson Bailey, our intern, some of the things that we want our present-day kids to be thinking about as they become adults here on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified financial planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you on this portion of the show brought to you by John John Oliver Windsor, attorney at law, the attorney without a billboard or an 800 number better to serve you here in Corinth and Alcorn County. Thanks a lot to John Oliver and all of our other valued sponsors at the Advisors Roundtable. So, Bubba, we're here with our intern from the office, uh, Jackson Bailey, and we're talking about uh, having conversations, good balanced conversations about your finances. Before you go off, uh, you know, you become an adult, you got to uh, be in charge of not only cleaning your room, but how you spend your entire day. Uh, there are a couple of things I, I want to point out about your finances. Um, and you've heard these, many of them are cliches. But first one is money doesn't grow on trees. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that's an old one. Heard that since I was little. You, you've heard that one before? Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, when you hear me say money doesn't grow on trees, what does that say to you? What, what's the implication? What, what, what is that metaphor? What, what the illusion? What, what is that? To me, it says you've got to make your money. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, don't, you don't just spend whatever you want. When right. I was little, that's what I got out of it anyway. Right. Right. We're not made of money. We're not made of money. Yeah. Yeah. That's another way of saying it. Right. Uh, it's, it's a finite resource. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even if you're a millionaire, um, you know, you you've only got a certain amount coming in from the, the millions per year. You can't spend forever. A few years ago, unfortunately, there uh, was um, a, a, a person who passed away, and they passed away um, in unfortunate circumstances and because of the, uh, the neglect of somebody else, and they, passed, they were gone. But their family uh, here in this, this particular uh, part of the world got $2 million as a result of getting an attorney and and suing because of the neglect and because of the, the bad circumstance. And $2 million, they had never had this kind of money in their family before. So it was all the money in the world. But if we go buy a $200,000 house and about $150,000 worth of cars for all the kids, and then another $150,000 for outfitting the house, from the world's greatest Bose system and uh, security system all the way through the, the coolest furniture and electronics. How much money have I already spent? Mm-hmm. About a half million Dad, bucks. Yeah. Huh? And, oh yeah, we went on a $50,000 month-long vacation that we took uh, more than just the immediate family with us, almost like an entourage right. thing. Um. Within a year, out of $2 million, within a year, almost 800000 was gone. They realized that 
after a year, they probably needed a professional or two in their life. Okay? Already spent $800,000. So they call around and they see a couple of attorneys and they see a couple of CPAs and they see a couple of financial advisors and choose one of each. One attorney, one CPA, one financial advisor. Now they have $1.2 million. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they took $1.2 million and resolved to never spend any of the principal, Bubba, and they just had interest, income, dividends, uh, whatever could be produced by investment houses, conservatively, could they have gotten four, five, six thousand 6000 a month out of that? Um, maybe maybe 4000 Okay. four to 5000 a month. Yeah. I'd say conservative. For the rest of their life. For the rest of their life. They just left us one point yeah. two million along, mm-hmm. and in this part of the world, we like to uh, Jackson, you know, paint these word pictures, mm-hmm. and so we say it's a one point two million dollar cow. How much milk can you get out and keep the fa- the cow reasonably healthy for the rest of your life? Which Bubba pointed out over there a minute ago for you is somewhere around sixty seventy years. Mm-hmm. So we're going to keep for, this cow. For Jackson, it's longer than that. Uh, it really? Yeah. Yeah. Jackson's a 20 year old. Uh, and I, I bet you that his life expectancy, if we look at the mortality tables is probably somewhere in the 95 range, if not older. So you're talking 75 years. Yep. So there's a possibility we could have taken 1.2 million and given him, let's just make the math mm-hmm. easy. $4,000 a month out of there mm-hmm. for 75 years, 4,000 times 12 is $48,000 a year times 75. Yep. It's a lot of money. It's a whole lot of money and on top of a job, I mean that's not oh, bad. Oh yeah. If we had <laughs> oh if we had thought about a job, Jackson. Mm-hmm. We needed to think about a job, but we didn't think about a job. We thought we had all the money in the world. Mm-hmm. We're LeBron James, <laughs> you know? I'm I'm suddenly Warren Buffett. I got 2 million bucks. I can just throw around money like anything, like anybody. And so I've spent eight hundred thousand. I got one point two million. They finally start getting some financial advice. Well, uh, the financial advisors, the professionals, the attorneys, the CPAs, the financial advisors who met with them basically told them they need to slow down the spending. So they did, didn't they, Bubba? And mm-hmm. they they hupped too. And now there's one point two million dollar cow giving them four thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. isn't there? That's right. No, there's not, because they didn't. They didn't like to hear that. That's kind of like, you know, you know, my great aunt who went to this, the, the doctor and the, the doctor told her that she needed to restrict her diet because she's a diabetic and she had high blood pressure and she had some heart issues and some cholesterol. And he gave her all these medications and this eating plan and the whole thing. Well, about two months later, I see her and she's eating a BLT and extra mayonnaise on there and double bacon. And I said... Oh, I thought you couldn't have that. And with her mouth full, she's chewing, and she said, change doctors. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay? So she said, ch- well, so this, this my, exam, uh, my my discussion about this $1.2 million is is really a heartbreaking one because it took them four more years. So they did cut down their spending. Yep. First year, they spent $800,000. They, they did cut their spending down to 300000 a year over the next four years, but it's all gone. And some of that, I think, is about um, 
control. I th- some of it I think about is, is about awareness. I th- some of it I think they did have some psychological uh, concern and issues because of the way they had lost the family member. And so some money and spending money was kind of a solace to them. But isn't that a depressing story? That is a sad story. Isn't that a heartbreaking story? You know what $2 million could have done for future generations? Because out of $2 million, you could have probably gotten six, seven, seven thousand yeah, dollars Maybe $8,000 a month. Forever. Forever. And left that $2 million alone. Mm-hmm. But we didn't do it because we didn't think about it. We didn't talk about it. We didn't want to restrict our possibilities. We wanted to have an entourage. We wanted to be the prodigal son and be surrounded by all the friends. But there is a finite amount of money out there. So the first point was money doesn't grow on trees. Have a respect for it. The second thing I think we need is to have a plan. Have a plan. A plan for how to spend, a plan for what you're going to do, a plan for your career, a plan for your debt. Uh, have a plan, one that you've written out. You know, we talked about this uh, a lot on this show, and that is that when you write it out, when you mm-hmm. personally take the pen, the pencil, and write it out, psychologically, you think you've written a contract with yourself. You don't think, you don't know that you think that. But you really do. So I write out, I'm going to spend this amount on rent, this amount on groceries, this amount on a car payment. You write those things out. That becomes a plan psychologically and practically, and you you need to have a plan. So first of all, money doesn't grow on trees. You need to respect it. Second thing is have a plan. Third thing, and I think this is a very important thing, is that money is okay to talk about. It's okay to talk. I, I wish more people would talk about it. It's not a taboo subject. Absolutely. Now, if I were to come up to you, Greg, and I'd say, "Well, how much money do you make?" Right, right, right. right. That's a little bit personal. Right, right, right. right. I, I don't necessarily need to know that. Right. Uh, just walking up to you off the street. Right. But now, if you're dealing with a professional, yeah, that's yeah. something that and I need to know in order, and and confidentiality I, in, in order to make my determinations yeah, and, and yeah. recommendations. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, but it is okay to talk about it around the yeah. family dinner mm-hmm. table. Yeah. I, I, it, it's not something that's taboo. It's not something that should be shut off, you know, like your weight. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, that's one of those taboo things. They are not going to talk about their weight. Uh, and they have thrown finances over there, too, maybe because they're not very mm-hmm. comfortable with it. They're not really, they don't think they're very good at it. Um. But if we talked about it more, we would be prepared more, uh, and we would prepare those around us right. better. So those three things, money doesn't grow on tree, it's okay to have a plan, it's okay to talk about it, please do those things as you uh, handle your financial life. All that from the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk 94.3 hosts of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional 
of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.